welcome to the eighth episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. So I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Samantha Blackman. I'm an associate professor at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, uh, where uh, I teach rhetoric and composition and specialize in digital rhetoric, digital humanities, and uh, minority rhetoric. Um, And I am joined tonight, as usual, with my two co-hosts, Alex Lane and Sarah White. And who's going first tonight, guys? I can. I'm Alex. I am a second-year PhD student at Purdue, studying rhetoric and composition, specializing in rhetoric technology and digital writing, as well as professional writing. And I am going to add a new component to my introduction by reading a, um, a quote of the week off of the website fat slutty or ugly dot com or I'm sorry that's fat ugly or slutty dot com in case you want to go check it out um which is a uh, it's a collection of of messages that women get sent across a variety of different platforms so um here we go the one I'm going to read tonight is the following go in the kitchen and stop gaming it's for men not for pussies can I say that? <laughs> you just did. Well, yeah, it, that just happened. Well, I'm sorry. Okay, so that's my my uh, the uh, the money thing that I'm gonna do. But you did not read my all time favorite one. I'm I'm saving that one. Okay, I'm saving that one. Um, also on my empirical board for tomorrow, there's um, I'm gonna put a couple of big quotes in like the hazard symbol. I'm gonna put quotes in it, and that one is definitely going in there. Just so you know. Yeah, one day wow. you guys will hear that one and you'll know why it cracks me up every time I hear it. Should, should I read that one today? I probably could. <laughs> it's quite funny. Hold on. I don't know it, so I feel kind of, yeah. Oh, oh it's fantastic. All right, hold on. i got to pull it up now. I wasn't ready for this. I'm going, I'm going all off script. Well, uh, it's what? hilarious, right? It it's is, completely It is hilarious. so horrible that, you know, I can't help but laugh. Every time, every time I read it. Goodness, yeah. It was like, I think it was, I don't remember who it was, a poet at some point in the history of humankind said something like, an excess of joy weeps and an excess of sorrow laughs. So I wonder if that is what you are feeling. Okay, here we go. Here's the quote. I'm going back in time. I'm going to travel back in time, find a dinosaur egg, Bring it back to the future, sit on it till it hatches, raise it, love it, and then watch it mangle your lifeless and helpless carcass while I touch myself inappropriately. (laughs) (laughs) What is the context in which this appears? (laughs) It's a a website, fatuglyorslutty.com. It's a website um, for women to, like, out the guys who harass them in Mm. gaming so like they post with the guys gamer tags and everything they post these really offensive things that people send them um (laughs) and here's their mission statement here's a quote uh instead of getting offended by all these horrible things we offer a method for people to share these messages and laugh together so it's like depriving them of their horribleness Uh by by laughing at them so that's my thing i'm gonna read a new quote each week but anyway 
That was the thing I was going to surprise you guys with. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I, I, I know we've all gotten horrible comments either in, you know, in messages or, you know, if you, if you ever, if you ever use your uh, headphone and mic online, you've gotten, you know, you've gotten wonderful comments from assholes. I mean, but that, the one about the dinosaur egg and touching himself inappropriately, <laughs> that was just fucking, you know, creative to say the very least. <laughs> but the, the funniest part is when he's like, when he's, <laughs> when he says, I'm going to travel back in time, find a dinosaur to bring it back to the future, sit on it till it hatches, raise it, love, love it. it. <laughs> love yeah. it. And then watch it mangle your lifeless and helpless carcass while I touch myself inappropriately. Why does he have to love it? I don't know. That's just so funny. So it obeys. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. But um, well, so Sarah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I like feel like it's a bit of a letdown now. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Who am I? Um. Okay. Yeah. I'm Sarah White, and I uh, am a continuing lecturer at Purdue University North Central Campus up in the lovely and scenic Westville, Indiana. And I teach creative writing, composition, and pretty much whatever else they'll let me. And um, <clears throat> just enjoyed teaching a semester about video games and writing. And um, I don't have any neat quotes about dinosaurs. <laughs> Or touching or oneself inappropriately. Or, well, that, I mean, I might have that, but I don't have anything about dinosaurs. <laughs> so anyway, that is me. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I know, I we should warn people that we're crazy. And like, go get alcohol. All right. I know. <laughs> so we're going to follow our, our normal, uh, our normal bi-weekly schedule and do the what you've been playing, what you've been reading, what you're drinking, uh, followed by the news and our issue of the week. Um, since we've made the rounds, I guess it's back to me. What have I been playing? Um, it's been a pretty hectic couple of weeks for me. I haven't been playing a whole lot. Um, well, let's see. Um, for some strange reason last night, um, I fired up Kingdom of, Kingdom of Keflings on Xbox Live Arcade. Which I, I saw actually, that. Which I had actually bought several weeks ago when it was like on super sale. Um, but I had forgotten I had bought it. Um, and I went in and uh, was looking for something to play, like something quick last night, just to, uh, <laughs> just to waste a couple of minutes um, before I went to bed. And I saw it and I started playing it um, and then ended up playing for like an hour, um, much more than I wanted to play. Um, what else have I been playing? Uh, oh, I've also been playing, I bought the, uh, the latest, um, Humble Bundle, the Frostbite, uh, package, the Humble Bundle from Frostbite Games. Um, and I actually, I didn't know any of the games that, um, have been released, but I always buy the Humble Bundle because it's one, a good chance to, uh, contribute to Child's Play, the Child's Play charity, um, mm. and get some good independent games at the same time. Um, usually there's one or two that I know that I own on like another platform, like when Braid was in the last one and I already had it for the Xbox. Um, but you know, I was looking for a new excuse to have more games on my computer. Um, <laughs> but what I was playing earlier this week was Trine, um, which is, um, 
it's like two years old now. I think it came out in like 2009 originally. Um, and it's an RPG game, which of course has um, a wizard, uh, a rogue, <laughs> and uh, a warrior. Cause, and that's your party and you travel through and you're trying to, you know, save the world, right? Um, and uh, so I played through kind of the the opening segment for each of the three people in the party because you actually have to play through all three before you actually start the whole game um, and started a little bit of the of the actual um, of the actual game um, and I have to say that you know it's it's very if you've ever played folklore for the ps3 I like folklore where you get lots of still images and and um, instead of cutscenes so there's mm-hmm. some platforminess to the game itself is very platformy, but to make it not a platformer and more of an RPG game, it, it, it puts in those beautiful still images. And I have to say it was one of the most beautiful games I played in a while. Yeah. Folklore was beautiful too. It's like a, it's like a comic book, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Um, so I played trying, I played, um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, <laughs> Kingdom for Keflings. Um, I've been playing a crazy amount of Tap Zoo on the iPhone. Oh my God, Tap Zoo! <laughs> <laughs> and I got uh, Alex had done it too. Um, what else have I been playing? Um, still playing. Um, oh, good Lord, Ghost Trick on the DS. Um. Still playing Ghost Trick on the DS. Um, I'm like chapter seven, I think now. Um, I haven't been playing a whole lot. It's been the one that just gets carried around in my bag, and I play a few minutes here and there and slam it shut, stick it back in my bag. Um, you know, it, it's it's an interesting game. It's got interesting gameplay. <coughs> Excuse me, mm-hmm. but after five or six chapters, it's the same thing. It gets kind of old. Um, I'm waiting for some big twist that's going to get me excited about it again. I'll play through a little bit more and see what I do. Um, I'm going to try to finish it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's about where I am with uh, what I've been playing. I guess I've been playing more than I thought I was. Yeah, you've been playing a lot. Yeah, really. Hmm. All right. Well, I can go next. I, I only have a little bit to share. I, uh was feeling guilty about not having played anything for a while. Although I will say that the semester is over tomorrow. And as soon as Sam and I hit our May 1st deadline, I will be playing essentially nonstop, right? For, for a few weeks. Um, but I downloaded a new game on steam. I forgot what it was called now. Um, called the next big thing. And it's like the show. Yeah, no, it's not the show. Um, it's, uh, it's like a Frankenstein remake, hmm. sort of. Like, that's how it starts out with, um, okay, so, so really what it's about is, like, uh, kind of blurring the lines between movie and game. Not in the same way, um, Heavy Rain is, because it's really cartoony. But it's, but it's looks at, um, like, it's big question is, like, what would happen if the monster, if monsters weren't just movies, Right. And so it's kind of like this mystery, detective-y um, type thing. You're a reporter, and you're um, and you're sort of investigating this, these weird occurrences. I didn't get real far into it, but uh, 
but it looks pretty cool. Um, they have a good website too that explains um, what's the game, what the game's about. Um, I also have been t- playing a ton of Tap Zoo, which I was playing today. I don't know if this has ever happened to anybody else. I was playing today, and all of a sudden, my like I was playing for probably like twenty minutes. I had it open because I was trying to rearrange stuff to fit my woolly mammoth in, and um, and it in sh- the Apple on my phone just sort of popped up and then all my text messages got erased, which was like two years worth of text messages. So that was sort of sad. Um, so I don't know if that ever happened to anybody else, but that made me very angry. I've also been playing pet hotel, um, which sucks. So I will be deleting that pretty soon and club world, which also really, (laughs) really sucks. Sounds great. (laughs) Um, and then when I play those games and get angry because they suck so bad, I've been playing iZen, which is a new game. You get like a Zen garden and some rocks and stuff, and that's sort of been keeping me calm when I get angry about the sucky games. Huh. Well, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Well, as I confessed during the last podcast, I have been playing the little games where you find objects. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and, you know, I, can, I thought about... Samantha's admission where she said um, that like three or four years ago and I was like well I am about three or four years younger so maybe it is like a late 30s <laughs> you know like thing I you know I, I was like that's really interesting because my laptop has another one that I don't have to pay for because I did not buy the other one I was I thought I might I didn't buy my other one and this one's called Agatha Christie Peril at End House and uh, you play as the, the mustache guy, the French Hercule Polar, that guy, you know, mm-hmm. the one that Agatha Christie, Perot, yeah, Perot. And, um, well, I mean, that's what it says. But you, you go and you find the little objects, and then it tells you clues about, I think somebody's been murdered. But I fast forward through that stuff because I just want to find the objects. So I've been doing that, strangely, for hours, right? I mean, I was sick. Maybe it was my cold medicine. You know, like, I don't know if it had, like, weird, like, hallucinogenic hold over me. And then uh, I actually was over the weekend. My I went in for Easter uh, to Ohio to my family, and um, my cousin, uh, who always is on the cutting edge of technology, uh, I, I got to actually hands-on play Angry Birds. So now I understand the obsession because I did not want to stop mm-hmm. shooting the little birds to the thing, and you know something about it was very fun. And then the other thing that my cousin and her husband and stepson, they have a connect. So here at long last, I have joined the ranks of people who've actually played a connect and you could do the little ice skatings and you had to do, you could do white rider raftings. And there was another one where you had to plug holes in these boxes. And then of course, as Samantha has already indicated, and as probably most people know, it takes pictures of you in these various poses. And flashes them back to you. That's so, horrifying. I'm probably going on a diet now. And um, <laughs> so, but it was really cool. That was neat. The Connect is really neat. And I was deliberating buying one because she said there's the one fitness game where it will actually read your body and like put you on the screen next to the trainer. And I was like, wow, that's just crazy. So, that's all the stuff that I was mainly doing. Cool. Yeah. Solving Agatha Christie mysteries. Very cool. Can, can I share something else really quick? I found something hilarious. Sure. 
Okay, so I was reading on some more on this website. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> this will be my last one, I promise. And this, okay, so this guy sends two messages to this girl. And he, the first one says, oh, I'm guessing you're ugly then. Like, unprompted out of nowhere says that to her. And then the next one says, aren't you that really hot girl I meet on Uno? Okay. And there's a bunch of comments below it. And this girl who was who got this sent to her says this as a comment on this. Bwah ha 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 This was sent to me. It was really random because I was just playing Black Ops, minding my own non-Uno playing business, when bam, suddenly I was questioning my ugly Uno-free existence. <laughs> How funny is that? People okay. say the strangest things online. I know. They're so funny. Okay, I'm going to close that now. I'm sorry. We can go on to what are we reading? So what are <laughs> what are we reading? Um, it's been uh, you know the end of the semester for me, so um, I don't know what I've been reading. We've been reading stuff on counterpublics. We've been reading stuff on counterpublics. We've been reading the same things. Yeah, um, nothing specifically or necessarily game related, um, but definitely. Having some relation to games, but nothing game related for me, I don't think, for very much in the last week or so. Um, and then stuff for class, um, which is unfortunately also not game related. Well, I won't say unfortunately because, you know, I, have, I had a great class. Um, so, but uh, I guess I don't count. <laughs> Ignore me. I don't know. I think the stuff on Counterpublic's fits in with gaming a lot um we were reading some warner some michael warner which was good some assin i forgot his first name yeah me too you remember i want to say scott but i don't think that's right he talks about uh counter public theory discloses relations of power that uh inform public discourse yeah so that's that's been sort of interesting and then nancy frazier who um talks about Every time there's a public, there necessarily has to be a counterpublic, which is sort of interesting then about the ways the counterpublics manifest in gaming communities. But if you're interested in that, you can buy our book. It's not really our book, I guess. Buy the book that contains our book chapter. I um, I just read that our agenda on the Google Docs. Oh, <laughs> uh, I inserted something in a there. A lot of things have been inserted, I think. Um, <laughs> Namely, a little dog bored. for one, and then I see what my segment is. Uh, my specialty. Um, <laughs> I know I have you know, ADD or something tonight. I'm just all over the place. I'm sorry. You do. I tell you what. I uh, I'm in the same boat as you all because we're in the Purdue system. So it's been the last. This is the last week of classes, and um, yeah, primarily I've been reading student papers. Yeah. Um, and you know, grading student projects. My students did do. Um, they created their own video games, which was. Really cool. Very. They did just outstanding work. And um, I mean, aside from that, I mean, other than what I've read in the news, which I don't know if that necessarily counts as reading. So uh, maybe I should count myself out too for being lame. I mean, I've read our blog, obviously. Well, it's not really fair when it's the last two weeks of the semester. That's yeah. true. I'd agree. With we're that. all like, nah, we're tired. I agree. <laughs> 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 you, you start. You start to feel the five classes at, at the, the end, end of the semester. I'm <laughs> sure. Oh man! Lord. Can't even imagine. So anyway, yeah. 
Well, cool beans. What you drinking? I'll tell you what I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm drinking Earl Grey Hot in a very Picard-like voice. Um, <laughs> so that's what I'm drinking tonight. I was in a tea kind of mood. I guess. I know. I think it must probably the royal wedding has got you in the mood for that. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Why would I not drink Earl Grey Hot? What are you drinking, Alex, as you continue to make changes? Um, I'm, I am eating Tic Tacs, which you guys said I couldn't eat during the show because they were too loud, whatever. Um, and uh, other than that, I'll tell you what I'm not drinking, which is on purpose. I am not drinking bubble tea. <laughs> if you have ever heard of this, you will understand my terror because it sounds disgusting. So it's tea that has balls of tapioca in it and people drink this what bubble tea is actually quite tasty and and no i completely disagree with you you've never had it (laughs) that's true so you can't say that so and we're gonna force alex to drink bubble tea live will but live horrified oh during the next podcast live patty said it best she's like well bubble tea's good if you don't mind drinking something and then all of a sudden chewing (laughs) like no that sounds awful that sounds totally Well, do you awesome. like, like, lattes? Yeah, I like lattes, but they're not chunky. Well, because it's got, um, it's a, it's a, like a tea, like a chai latte kind of thing, almost. I don't think you can make tea with balls of tapioca sound good, but I will try it and report back in in two weeks. It's quite tasty. Excellent. We're going to get her a bubble tea. I think that sounds great. So that's what I'm not drinking. Sarah? <laughs> I am also enjoying some iced tea, some Trade Winds green tea with honey. Oh, the prepackaged yes. kind. Yeah, well, yeah, I cheated. I like my stuff fast. I like it quick. Did we talk about Mio last last time? I think we already did, didn't we? Yeah, we talked okay. about Mio. Okay, good. Oh yeah, we did. The little squirty, the little squirty bottle. Yeah, that sounded neat to me. Mm-hmm. I pulled Alex into the meal madness too. I know I bought three bottles and now I have like one in my desk, one in my bag and one at home. Except I don't like the sweet. The, the, I drank a couple glasses of the sweet tea and I don't, I'm starting to not like it. So I'm, I'll give that to you if you want it. I like the <laughs> sweet tea. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can have it. I like the peach. I bought the fruit punch too, which is pretty good. Not as good as the peach. I need some new flavors. All right, so that's what we've been thing we've been drinking. Um, <laughs> we don't really need to include the next segment. No, that was we're just not. A joke. Thank you. <laughs> oh dear. News. Okay, here's one that I'm really excited about. I'm stealing Alex's news thingy, Uh-oh. but I'm excited about this one. So I'm I, I reserve the right to steal from anyone at any moment. I don't even know what you're talking about, so please steal away. The Hulu. Um, Oh, coming the to the 360 tomorrow in the uh, in the update. So, and then it's gonna be 7.99 a month, which is which is exactly what like Netflix runs if you don't get any discs. So just Netflix streaming is 7.99 a month. Um, <clears throat> and I'm I'm kind of I don't know how I feel about Hulu coming to the 360, especially since they're giving it away free until May 6th. 
which is just long enough for me to like get used to it and get hooked and want to watch all my regular TV on Hulu. Mm. <laughs> um, Hulu Plus, anyway. Um, and then have to pay another $7.99 a month. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like I'm paying for more and more TV. Because you I still are. have an exorbitant like cable bill every month. My cable bill's damn near $200 every month. Yeah, you need to knock Ooh. that off. You don't need that. Ooh. Ooh. That is crazy. And then I have Netflix. And then I have... Now they're trying to make me pay for Hulu. They're trying to make me pay for it. See, I've totally bought into the consumerism aspect, right? They're trying to make me pay for it. <laughs> I'm sucker enough that I'm, I'm going to get sucked into playing, paying for Hulu Plus, too. Um, I'm really going to have to start coming back on some of that cable stuff. Um, but I can't get rid of Netflix because it, it, that that's our, our Barney watching venue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, and it, it's hilarious because P can find, like, the Netflix icon in anything on anything. So iPads, iPhones, um, 360, PS3, she can go straight to Netflix, start it up, and go to Barney. Oh, man. You gotta watch that one. She's smart. <laughs> you go to Barney. And I thought I had, like, because, you know, on my iPhone, I had like, put the put all the icons together so they went into the little folders. She actually will go through and look at the icons in the little folders without opening them until she gets to it and still hit it because <laughs> she can see it miniaturized and then goes right in and opens up Netflix and starts watching Barney. <laughs> She is so freaking smart. <laughs> um, I just have to say this, talking about miniaturized. There's this dog and its hypnotic face that keeps showing up on every page. Mad-Eye Mooney. <laughs> Alex's dog somehow has become like <laughs> all over our agenda for tonight. And this dog is the most hypnotic eyeball that it's like, I feel like it's the telltale heart, you know. <laughs> The blue eye, you know. I can't look away. I'm listening, you know, but I'm only half listening. Smalls is going to have to become the uh, Not Your Mama's Gamer mascot. Oh my gosh, yes. This picture particularly. <laughs> like it's going to have to be posted now. When yeah, can this be the featured image for this podcast? It's going to have to be because it's all over our agenda right now. <laughs> I keep looking and I'm like, is it my computer or is he popping up on every page now? Well, yeah. Wow. Uh, um, that Alex is true. Alex is in love with her dog. Leave her alone. <laughs> oh my god! The I dog am. with the mad eye. Well, and I and I and I sees into the future. Okay. I'm going to necessarily bring this up, but it is a big news story right now, and you know we did touch on it. But the Michael Vick game app. Did you guys see that? There was a game, I mean, it's not a Michael Vick game app. It's a dog fighting app. Mm-hmm. And I forget the company that was putting it out. And Michael Vick condemned it. And of course, everybody has. But one of the arguments that the designer was saying is, well, it's not real. Just because something's illegal in real life doesn't mean you can't do it in a game. Well, they pulled it. They pulled it from the Android market. Well, they did because it's too much outcry. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they just pulled it. Um yeah, they that's sort of an a, interesting. Go they ahead. said it was a the the defense was it was a satire about the ridiculousness of dog fighting. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry, that yeah. was disgusting. <clears throat> it's yeah. kind of like that McDonald's game, like how you, um, how you start McDonald's and you have to like inject your animals with this meat and then, uh, or with this with these drugs and then. 
like I don't I don't remember. I haven't played it in a while. And then like pillage the land to be able to grow all your wheat to make your buns and bribe senators <laughs> and stuff. But that's well, obviously a satire. Well, I mean, and it, well, it's a little bit like Grand Theft Auto then, I suppose, because you're committing, you know, illegal crimes all over the place. And right. It's like blowing up steam. I don't know. But certain certain illegal crimes are okay. Right? I mean... Where are you going with this, Sam? <laughs> Yeah, keep going, please. <laughs> I'm not saying anything incriminating. He's like, I but please continue. I, I, know, I know exactly what the hell you're about to say next. Um, no, I'm saying certain, you know, certain, certain uh, crimes are okay, at least in, in certain people's minds, right? Um, because in, in Grand Theft Auto, you're talking about drugs and sex and murder in in largely minority um communities that's exactly right yeah mm-hmm. so those are okay which is interesting because you know those are okay but it's not it's not okay to you know fight dogs or kill dogs or abuse dogs not that i think it is because we have we've had this discussion before. But, but yeah, we are drawing the line in a really interesting place. In a very interesting yeah. place. But at the same time, I mean, between Grand Theft Auto, which I can play, which I play just fine, and then you, the line that made you stop playing Red Dead Redemption, the shut up bitch or I'm gonna cut you a new hole. I mean, like how how does that line get drawn? Is GTA just like so in your face and so shocking that you just sort of are desensitized while you're playing it? You know, that's a very good question. I mean, because I have slept with, beaten up, and killed my share of hookers. As have I, and stolen my money back. And so have I. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, but... Well, Shut up, bitch, before I cut you a new hole, just took it way too far from me. Well, it was been, a kind and, of interesting, yeah. and, and... I mean, and, and and I knew that these women, that, you know, the, the bitches that they were talking about... Mm-hmm. Horribly... <laughs> were were also prostitutes. I knew this. Mm-hmm. But the violence, the personalness, the I don't know what it was about this that just made it different. I mean, you don't you don't when we when you're playing GTA, you don't say shut up bitch before I, you know, before I bust your head or before I shoot you or before I like drag you into the bushes and kill you or any of that other stuff. You don't say any of that. It just happens. You know well, I mean? we talked about this before. The Avatar himself doesn't say it. it it's another man, and, and he tries to stop. You, you try to get there, but often you're right. too late. Yeah. What I'm saying is in Grand Theft Auto, you don't hear any of that coming from anyone. Right. It's, it's, well, and here, it's, well, I was going to throw this out, because I did play. I mean, I, I mean, as an example, I did keep playing through that part in Red Dead Redemption, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I would feel comfortable with a dogfight game. And I wonder if that is ten, tangentially related to our topic, in fact, insofar as, well, this might be too big, but you guys can help temper it. it you know, it's violence against women. Are we that, you know I mean? Like, is it, is it something with that, that we somehow are like. Because it's know, just it, so pervasive in gaming culture. Maybe. I mean, like we're prepared to say, oh, that's not okay for dogs. But are women in gaming, in games ranking lower than dogs? You know, we talked about this recently in class, like where we draw the line. Like what does our current discourse just not allow us to handle? Like it comes up and you just, you just can't. 
like we can't deal with it. And um, the example that we came up with was school violence, like shooting somebody in school. Like if there's any sort of hint that at all, like there's no, there's no means for us to deal with it except shut it down. Right. Even if let's say a bunch of studies came out that said, you know, playing with the idea of, of school shootings is important for, you know, youths to deal with growing up. Like we still can't deal with that. Like we just, like you have a hint of committing violence against somebody in a school. It's shut down. You know, the police, there's that game out there though. That's the super Columbine. There, there is, but there's a huge, I mean, it's a tiny game and it's a huge, there was a huge outcry against it. Right. Like it was, we we played it and some of my students could make it through or they were trying. But it kind of was like a, a test of someone's gut. Yeah, like how far can you go? Because it, you are absolutely shooting people and you are recommitting these crimes, you know? So I wonder if in our discourse right now, like, like we don't, I mean, we eat meat, right? A lot of people eat meat and, and animals are sort of treated terribly in that um, situation. But if like dog fighting is just something that we can't handle, like we, our discourse just shuts it down. Like we can't talk about it right now. I don't know. Right. So, you know, what, what's the difference between a cow and a dog? That's or a, a pig very good and a question. dog or chickens and dogs, right? We chop I mean, their heads off all the time. Right. We chop their heads off. I mean, if we talk about commercial meat farming, right, mm-hmm. and, and the way that animals get, get treated for the most part in commercial meat farming, um, and I'm not even talking about, you know, I'm not even talking about just like chopping their heads off to kill them or killing them for food because that's a, that's another thing. I mean, that's a different, in my mind, that's a different thing. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's yeah. a huge difference between, you know, killing animals for food and raising animals in commercial situations where they are, they are treated horribly while they're being, um, while they're, while they're alive. I mean, and so that's a, that's always it, but it's Okay to treat animals for that way because you're going to eat them. Um, but not okay to treat dogs that way because, you know, I assume you're not going to eat them. They hold a different place in our culture. In our culture. Yeah. I was going to say in, in our, our culture. culture. And, that, and that's very specific in our culture, mm-hmm. right? And in, in other cultures where they eat dogs and keep cows for pets. That's right. They may think that so, what we do is totally inhumane. I'm sure. So why, do. Do you, why do you think it just gets shrugged? I mean, I mean, I think it goes back to what Alex and what you've talked about in our, on our blog that there is this sort of mentality about women. I mean, it, people can cry out, out, cry all they want. And it's just like, shut up. You know, we're just, it's a game. Take it easy. You know? And then this dog one comes up and it's like, Oh, you know, it gets all this press, you know, You're a fucking cow in the West, Sarah. I mean, it, <laughs> that's yeah, well, wait, what you're, I, I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're uh, that, that was either mean or brilliant. I don't know. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I'm like, wait a minute. How do I answer this? Please continue, Sam. <laughs> You're a cow in the West. It is okay. You as a you as in not you particularly Sarah White. But I might make you that as a woman. Or taking on an alternate persona. Oh, oh, a woman. <laughs> I get it. I get Our where you're cow in the this. West. I mean, it's okay for you to be mistreated, for you to um to suffer these 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 violences because you are not as valued as. I mean, and if you look at the games that we see, you know, not, and I mean, I'm going to say just even if you look at the kind of games that you see in the app stores, right? I mean, these are the same kinds of games where you see, you see the representations of women that you see in regular console games. You know, nobody is 
you know, complaining because there are GTA games or GTA, GTA games and GTA clones, um, half naked women, um, you know, strutting about in various and sundry ways, um, women who are <clears throat> stereotyped or characterized as being good for one purpose or stupid or slutty or whatever you want to call it. And nobody calls for those to be nobody calls for those to be taken away in the same way that nobody calls for um, the end of. Well, I won't say nobody, but the same folks are not calling for the, the end of commercial farming. And I'm not talking specifically about PETA because PETA's got their own set of issues. Right. But I'm well, we can talk about, about the three of us like we're not calling for either of those things. So what what's the deal with that? Right. Well, you know. Commercial farming is 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 a horrible, horrible thing, and I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I know you eat all organic food and so forth at your house. I was gonna say, but but I find myself in a situation where I can afford that, and I've mm-hmm. got to be realistic. That's a right. lot of folks can't afford to pay for you know pay what I pay for meat and milk and and you know and fruits and vegetables and so I certainly can't. I mean, afford because it. I I think about it myself. We just pay for our, our CSA, our community supporting supported agriculture yeah. basket, yeah. you know, yeah. which is our fruits and vegetables for the summer. It was five hundred fucking bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say if yeah. anybody listening out there wants to go in on one of those, like there's no way I can afford that, but I totally want one. My anyway. my cousin and her husband run run one. I mean, if if you live closer to Ohio, you can probably buy into theirs because it's cheaper than that but no yeah so i know i know i understand what the csas are up against too though because it's not there's a lot of regulations on that but right i mean so you have you have that i mean and you know so between that and paying like seven bucks for a gallon of milk when when regular milk is two dollars and fifty cents a gallon mm-hmm. at the grocery mm-hmm. store you have to be realistic that's right i mean you really do i mean because i mean that means that many babies would go without milk <laughs> If, you know, if everybody had to pay $7 for a gallon of milk. That's right. And the situation is not ideal. I mean, if, if a bunch of, if a bunch of people died because they refused to buy meat, would they change practices? Maybe like if everyone stopped Um, buying it, they would. But at the same time, like, let's uh see, let's see all these people who are going to be willing to like, let their families die, you know? So it's just not people who say, well, if we stop buying it, they would stop making it. That, like Sam was saying, that's not reasonable right. f- for a lot of people. It's not. It's not. It's absolutely not. I mean, it's just yeah. crazy making. You know, you can't, you know, and we hear that argument all the time. Well, if you didn't do this, then they'd stop. No, if you didn't do this, if, or if, you know, if certain people didn't do this, then their kids would go hungry. And they'd continue to do it. Because everybody else would go, wow, she let her kids go hungry. She's real fucking crazy. I'm going to feed right. mine. F-bomb. Yeah, first one of the night. <laughs> No, no, you've done it before. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've had three. I think you told me I was a fucking cow in the West. <laughs> That's exactly oh, <laughs> Can that, like, be the tagline? You're a fucking cow in the West. <laughs> That's just brilliant. Oh, man. Well, I, well, that leads, I mean, I hate to, I, mean, I don't want to switch this too far, but that does kind of lead to this, this other news story that Alex, I think, shared with us about Beyonce. Mm. I am interested to see this transition. Go. Oh, maybe I didn't read it closely enough. I thought you were talking about because she's a woman. Oh, yeah. Well, that was my own sort of pontificating. Is that the right word? Yes. That was yeah. that was my own pontificating about that. But yeah, we can switch to that. Pontificate oh, I mean, I, on. What? I said pontificate on. Well, uh, do you want to do you want to cover the news story here, Sarah? You want to talk about? Oh no, please. please oh continue. no, please you. 
I don't know that I read it that close if you're wondering about my segue. So let me look Well, at I it was again. just because we were talking about when we went from like eating meat and letting kids die to Beyonce. Was, <laughs> well, that was because we got talking about cows and how that how different animals are privileged in different ways. And that went from how we don't seem to care about women being killed in games, but we care about animals and then I see. Did I I mean that was how the thread seemed to be going. So I'm sorry, I was taking us back from the the stem, I guess. Um, okay, so this story, if you haven't been following, um, Beyonce facing a $100 million lawsuit for video game deal gone bad. Um, and c- first of all, the first line in this article that I'm looking at here on GamePolitics.com is the following. Beyonce Knowles may know how to shake that ham, but a certain company says she ruined Christmas and has to pay the price. How horrible of an opening line is that? I felt the same way. Yeah. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? She's a cow in the West, right? She, I guess She's so. She's a pig in the West. That, that, it does go back to our thing. It's equating females to food. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So anyway, so she's getting sued. Um, she was working on this game that's called uh, this dance game called Star Power Beyonce, and she demanded more money. Um, and apparently, the, this is the developer claims, it caused them to lay off over 70 employees, which sounds like bullshit to me, but um, before Christmas, an abandoned development on the game. And so they're going to sue her for breach of contract um, for this, quote, a bad faith breach of contract so callous that on what appeared to be a whim, she destroyed Gate 5's business and drove 70 people into unemployment the week before Christmas. Wow. Give me a fucking break. Because a woman demands to be compensated fairly, she's putting 70 people out of business. That is just the biggest... I, I've really been following this story, so maybe I'm reacting unfairly. But it sounds like a load of crap to me. Yeah, it does, pretty much. I mean, so someone's getting... So, so a woman's trying to get compensated fairly, and you're saying, like, what? Like, what if every time we wanted to be paid we were putting other people out of business and should feel bad about that or get fi- getting people fired because we want to be get paid. Like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. What was that noise? Someone on a balloon? No. <laughs> that's that Sarah wild. doing something over there. I know. What is going on there? Nothing. So, there's no balloons. <laughs> anyway, I like I said, I haven't re- I, I, I've only read a few things about this story, but it pissed me off. What do you guys think? You know, it's an interesting story because I, I'm I, when I read the story, I was thinking there has to be something else going on there, mm-hmm. um, and and I also wonder, and it made me call into question, um, you know, how much, you know, like they paid for, <clears throat> like the Beatles songs for Beatles Rock Band, sure, or how much they play play Van Halen. Well, Van Halen, um, I don't know if I would rank Van Halen with Beyonce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh you know so how much they put or how much they pay michael jackson's estate for that new michael jackson game that's right mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm wondering how much they paid these other estates and these other people and it, it you know i don't you know i don't know it just seemed kind of iffy for me you know i mean it seems like there's something there's more to this story there's something else going on there you know because this is a woman who you know has been doing this for a while so what makes her all of a sudden say, pay me more or I'm going to quit? Is it that she said, That's pay me question. more or am I going to quit? Or are they not paying her what they promised her? Well, right. And, and you don't get through as many albums and to the level that she's gotten at by, by getting halfway through a project and being like, pay me 
some exorbitant rate or I quit. Like right. that's not going to work. She's not going to be successful that way. So obviously if she has a very good track record in business, what's ha- what happened here? Absolutely. So that's a good question. Well, yeah. And I, I think the thing that's striking, that's very striking about the story is the way it's characterized. Mm-hmm. Right. She's shaking her hand, but she's, you know, bitches demanding more money. So she's getting, you know, think you know about what I mean? those like, white game developers who are out of Christmas or poor yeah, people. you know, oh, she bitches getting uppity. You know, what I mean, like, there's that little sense of it in there. Like, oh, she can shake her hand, but she can't do it for us, you know. Or now she wants more money, you know. Like, as if somehow she's she's vilified. Like she owes them to work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's that that really smacks so wrong about the story. And then, like you said, yeah, I mean, these seventy people right before Christmas. I mean, of all people, we're talking about Beyonce, who has, like, one of the best reputations, you know, mm-hmm. that I know for, you know, mm-hmm. caring about people. You know what I mean? Like, for a celebrity, she comes off really well. Oh. And so I hardly understand this idea of somehow turning her into this, like, villain. You know, and it, it's the gaming industry, again, like, up against the female. And so I guess that's why I was... But that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I want to learn more about this, but it really pissed me off. Yes, it did. Yeah. I don't like the way it did, it's characterized. Yeah. The ham thing just sort of sours me immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so should we move on to these more things? What were you going to say? I was going to say, in? talk about sour. So we've got this, of course, you know, everybody <laughs> knows now about the whole PlayStation Network thing. That's right. Because um, PlayStation Network is like still down. And it's been like, it's been what, nine days now? Eight mm-hmm. days? Eight days. Since, that, since the 20th. And well, today's 28th, so nine days. Um, yep. And, uh, and I, I, you know, I'm sorry. I know that they've, they're going through a lot right now. And, and but, you know, I'm pissy <clears throat> with Sony right now because, yeah, I've known about it for a while. Everybody's known about it for a while. But what mm-hmm. if I were out of the loop? What if I didn't know that, you know, prior to the 20th, that all of my, my, my username, my password, all my information, my credit card number, um, and the expiration date of the credit card, everything that was housed on PlayStation Network, um, if you were on PlayStation Network, was compromised. Um, <clears throat> so what if I didn't know this? Because mm-hmm. I personally got my email from Sony that said, by the way, all your shit's been compromised yesterday. That's yeah. unreal. Yep. I got my email yesterday. I know a lot of people got theirs the day before yesterday. <laughs> but I got mine day eight. They got theirs day seven. Um, luckily, you know, since, and we talked about this before, my, my wow account has been hacked so many freaking times. I just can't believe that. That, um, I actually do all my stuff with prepaid cards now. PlayStation Network, Xbox Live Arcade. Um, I do it all with prepaid cards. I don't put my credit card information in anymore. So... You know. Yeah, this is crazy. I just can't believe they waited that long to tell people what was going even, on. What the, what the hell were they thinking? Were and they I like really trying to keep see, it under wraps? Give me a break. I want to see how they're going to pull out of this. 
I want to see what they're going to do. I want to see what do they, they're going to have to give people a whole bunch of shit to get, to kind of get any kind of, guard any kind they of favor. They are falling apart. They really are. They're just falling apart. It's going to be real interesting. I saw another article. I didn't post it on the Google Docs, but it said that a fifth of PS3 um, users are considering switching to Xbox 360 right now, which comes on the tail end of Xbox 360 crushing ps3 in every single possible way that one system can crush yeah. another over christmas so yeah they well, dis- yeah. was it today they uh disclosed ben- uh, benefits profits microsoft mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah quarter i want to say it was like it was something crazy like 13 billion dollars wow it was well i mean even even for me, I know over the holiday, you know, Santa Claus brought me an Xbox 360 because I wanted that rather than a PS3, you know, yeah. and oh, yeah. Xbox Live. I mean, I, I guess, you know, our PS3 yeah. is an expensive Blu-ray player right now because half the time when we try and sign on, we can't even get to Netflix because it like freaks out and makes you do all of this stuff before you can get on Netflix. So we just st- we just have almost totally stopped using it except for Blu-rays. Yeah, I'm sorry. It wasn't I think that's what a million. lot of people do. Yeah. I guess what a lot of people use it for. A lot of people that I know, anyway. I mean, they have it because they're they're techno people, you know. But um, yeah, they use it just to watch movies. Yeah, crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, in the uh, was it profits higher than expected? Five point two three billion dollars in net income. Mm, that's crazy. And they're they're. Claiming, um, blah. Hmm, that was pretty. Yeah, it was. You have a good harmony or tone. I don't um, know anything about music. <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> usually needs you need more than one voice. Yeah, but uh, you know, did anybody watch The Voice yesterday? Or <laughs> I don't know what day it was. No. Did anybody watch it? No, but I heard about it with Christina Aguilera. Mm-hmm. I was going to say I loved it, but Sam sounded very angry when I brought that no, question up. No, I didn't see it. That's what I'm saying. I was angry that I hadn't I seen went, it. I thought you went, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did kind of sense. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so good. First of all, I was pissed because Biggest Loser was only an hour instead of two hours. Like, I need two hours of Biggest Loser, I know. But still. Um, but the voice was so good. It was great. I was going to th- be really upset if they only had really good-looking people on there because that kind of defeats the whole purpose of the show mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't. They had all sorts of people. It was great. Good. Good. You need to have the snaggletooths and. Oh, well, I mean, look at Susan Boyle. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's... well, exactly. Like that's the whole. That's the that's whole the point. point. You want to see some Susan Boyles, and they're you and see they're your average Joes. That's yeah, that's, and that's it. And the people with the best voices were pretty normal and plain, and it was. Well, I just loved it. That's what I think most people wanted from American Idol, and that's what it was at first, but it's become kind of its own machine at this and point. Actually, a lot of people that were on The Voice got rejected from American Idol. Like yeah, one girl because she had some sort of sordid past, other people because they were too old, other people because they weren't good looking. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of cool. Nice. Should we move on to our next item here? Sure. We can cover some things quickly. Um, I, I put this thing up here about Bill and Melinda Gates. Um, give over $20 million to game-related endeavors because we, Sam and I and uh, other people at Purdue are working on a, a Gates grant currently to make a uh, OWL, like some sort of writing thing for high schoolers. Um, and 
So that thought that was of special interest. And also then this thing came out about Gates supporting gamification, which I guess I don't need to hash over my issues with gamification again, but <laughs> um, I found of particular interest. Because my job is gamifying this thing. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anybody wants to say anything about that. No, I, I think it's interesting um, that, you know, they've given, like we said, $20 million to game-related endeavors and, and you know, Gates is supporting gamification. Um, and understands the notions of gamification. I think it'll be interesting to see what kinds of projects come out of this. You know, what kind of gamification is he looking for? Is he looking for more... You know, and I, and I say this because it's not him. It's, you know, the board of people at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Right. Um, that that approve these that approve these grants. Um, but are they looking for something that is more edutainment um, or are they looking for something that is more looking at tangential learning? Uh, which I think is pretty interesting, and it'll be pretty interesting to kind of figure out and see exactly what they're what they're privileging over other stuff. Um, That's a good question. Because yeah, everybody knows how I feel about entertainment games. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Which yeah. no, that's just me. Well, here's what I mean. I, this isn't to rehash the issue, but this is sort of my first reaction about the gate. You know, this article is you can find an article every day. I mean, from Obama to Rahm Emanuel. I mean, everybody wants to be on the bandwagon now of you know game. What's the stupid Minnesota governor's name? He he just had one too. Uh, how could I forget this? You're from know. Minnesota. I know I am, and the, I can't um, in case you didn't know that. I know. Thank you for telling me. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that but, guy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everybody's jumping on that bandwagon, so I'm not surprised. You know, I mean, it feels like a bandwagon these days. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm sorry. You know. No, so, I think uh, you're totally right. Which is part of the danger of this. Yeah. Part of the danger and part of the sexiness of this gamification. Like it's getting people to. I was having this conversation with a, a friend of mine, Cody, today, and like we were talking about how lucky we are because we're both studying games at a point where gamification has made people people's interests just explode in the type of work we do. So it's so wonderful and completely terrifying because people have no idea what they're talking about (laughs) and unreal expectations and Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not going to soapbox it because I wrote blogs. Yeah. Didn't we all? No, not (laughs) me yet, but I thought about it. (laughs) That's a step. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely much more to talk about with that because I mean, uh, all right. Aunt Smith's not going there. Uh, okay, start, let's not go she'll there. Start cursing Otherwise, me. you're going to start cussing people out again. I know. I'm going to stop. I'm um, going to be a good girl. I, <laughs> yeah, right. I put this one in here because I thought it was hilarious. Al Gore to chair Games for Change Conference. I don't know why. That just tickles my funny bone. <laughs> well, and that kind of goes back to the bandwagon thing again. What does he know about it? You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, <laughs> it's like everybody wants to be associated with it, though, you know? I'm just, <laughs> um, And then also, in South Korea, they passed, or are passing, I think they passed, a gaming curfew for teens, which is, awesome. how crazy is that? That's Did you say awesome? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Please, continue. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about all the kids that probably don't have you know, parents that tell them, get off of your Xbox and go to bed. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean it sarcastically, okay? I mean, I'm not, like, condoning it. I just thought, 
That's crazy. You know what it's I mean? It's totally they, crazy, isn't it? It must be in such a level that they feel they have to do that. You know, I don't know that. I mean, I don't know how the government gets involved. I know that kind of terrifies me. I don't want. Yeah, like, I don't like that. Yeah. But yeah, so that's sort of interesting. Uh, but you know, they do have curfews in the cities around here. You probably don't know if West Lafayette does, but we're so close to Gary and Chicago. I mean, they have like a curfew in, in almost all of our cities here for teens. Well, like for going out and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and loitering. Causing but, trouble. But virtual loitering, that's new. That is pretty new. And I think it's interesting. <sighs> yeah, we had... Uh, no, I'm not going to tell that story. Never mind. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> it's... No, now it's everybody's not, dying to hear it, including me. But okay. There we go. No, no, no. Okay. It's stupid. It's stupid. We'll let her off. All right, fine. So here we go. Here's the story. <laughs> Friend of mine got a curfew ticket or whatever they give you uh, when she was 15 because she at night got her period and was too embarrassed to ask her dad to go get her tampons so she walked to the convenience store by her house mm -hmm. and got a ticket oh nice that's curfew you know you gotta do what you gotta do in that the case. real story is that she was going to meet a dude however that's the story <laughs> she told the cop which I think is a great story and he still gave her a ticket right but sure <sighs> that was a good one yeah that's all the news we have. That's all we got. Oh. We got other stuff, but that's all the news we have. Okay. I, I saw the news that's worth telling, clearly. <laughs> so, uh, and we've kind of been hitting at this all along. Um, I think the the issue of the week is kind of the thing that's been, been haunting us for a couple of weeks. And, and, and okay, been haunting us all of our lives. <laughs> is uh, Yeah. Perception of, perceptions of women in the gaming industry. Um, we've talked about women in games. We've talked about women gamers. Um, and we've talked about women game developers, women who work in the tech industry. Um, I, I, blah. <laughs> My post uh -huh. for uh, this week that was on, um, on the blog was uh, talking about diversity in games and, and tech fields. And it, it was something that had kind of been ruminating <clears throat> and uh, then Sherry Grainer Ray, who wrote Gender Inclusive Game Design, posted on her blog um, about hiring folks based on whether or not they fit in. Um, and it was a which really is laden with all sorts of oh mm. gosh, yeah. meaning. Mm. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and 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 I'll give you a quote from from what she wrote, and then I'll talk about how this all connected. She said, it's natural. We all tend to like people who are like ourselves. It's because we can easily identify with them. We share similar backgrounds and experiences. We speak the same language. We have common interests, likes, and dislikes. So it's only natural that we would feel most comfortable with those people who are just like us. And the converse is true. Okay. I understand that. And I understand that this is kind of the... the 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 rationale that folks use for for hiring certain kinds of people um, when they're talking about doing hiring. Okay, you want to know if someone's going to make a good colleague. I mean, we do it in the academy all the time. You know, when all things are are, are equal, when we're talking about, it's like, okay, well, you know, who, you know, who'd make the better colleague? Those kinds of interesting questions that come up that you hear all the time, and and those are some laden questions because it's like, who's most like us, right? Um, uh -huh. is, is that is what that question really means and that's a disturbing disturbing question um and, and i think you know it's a bunch of crap um 
it's a bunch of crap for a number of different reasons because it's it, it, it's a messed up rationale for choosing people to work at any place because diversity is one of the things that makes right. life most interesting right it, it's diversity is the thing that makes um, an academic workplace or a creative workplace of any kind more creative mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you got a bunch of people that all think the same, then, you know, what the hell? <laughs> well, the, the example of this, too, is how nobody saw Facebook games and um, those mm-hmm. small microtransaction flash games becoming as huge as they were. All the big game companies are saying, wow, this totally shocked us. Maybe it's because all the people who work for you are mm-hmm. exactly the same, right? right? And so you're the games that the majority of you consider as games. You keep making the same things. But there's all these other people you're not trying to reach. Well, they they can't think outside the box anymore because they all are inside the box. You know, like, yeah, yeah they're turning out the same things. Like I've told you, lazy gameplay, first-person shooters. You know, but that's going to wear thin, and it has, right? Oh, yeah, God, yes. And people are losing money. Uh, I was talking yeah, to a yeah. friend of mine today about this very issue, and... Um, and I was saying, like, how interesting would it have been if Blizzard actually had hired a bunch of 30-something, 40-something-year-old women to work for them, and then they got a glimpse of what the next big thing in gaming was going to be, these Flash games, and got in on it. Like, what if yeah. we had Blizzard Flash games? How freaking crazy would that be? What would they make? It would be, you know, you who knows what it would look like right now right. if they had, you know, not to lambast Blizzard, but... They're gonna like cancel my WoW account or something, but <laughs> but I mean they could make some some interesting shit that we could be playing now if they if they didn't mm-hmm. only hire like themselves. But then at the same time, I know Sam will probably tell the story in a minute. Her and I work together for particular reasons, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Sam Sam who tells me often that I'm wrong says <clears throat> I like working with with you or people who think the same as I do because then you don't have to waste time explaining to them why they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, which is funny, but I was thinking, I thought about that quite a bit because I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I think it's it's that it's not so much they think the same way as you per se, but they work the same way as you. Mm-hmm. Like even if there is disagreement or if the other person dissents or you have the, the, the different voices, it just powers it and makes it more interesting. Like you're pushing mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, you know what I mean? If you can still be professional, if it's not like a screaming match and people are pissed, then you've got problems. But if you both approach something in the same fashion, that's a little mm-hmm. bit different. You know what I mean? Everyone so, needs an Elizabeth Hasselbeck. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if we need all need an maybe is that me? I don't know. But um no. <laughs> if, if it is, yes. Um but uh, a dissenting voice, that's what I mean. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean I was thinking more like when you when you go into um well, any kind of uh, designing or you know what I mean, like you need to have that diversity of voices you just do like you said but i mean we've talked about this before the origins of the gaming industry comes out of the military in a lot of ways i mean you can trace this so far back to be tangled up with masculinity you know and like you said i mean is it inherently male i mean can women do we have to like create our own gaming companies or are we just out in the cold oh women have tried well i mean and and Sherry and Sherry Grainer Ray is one of those women. I mean, okay. she's she's, she's done great things in the industry for women, and she started her own companies, and she's and she's doing a lot of 
um, kind of independent contractor stuff now. And she's actually got it, you know, she's working, you know, she's working her own thing. But then at the same time, you are a woman doing these things and trying to operate within, you know, this larger patriarchal hegemonic fallow logocentric <laughs> fallow logocentric exactly i was trying not to use that word um <laughs> we said every other freaking word tonight why not i mean and, and that just that's just screwed up to the umpteenth i didn't say at that time to the umpteenth degree because then you find yourself being that person who doesn't fit in Right. And what happens when you don't fit in is that, you know, uh, you don't make it. That's right. Well, but then you have Jane McGonigal way out in front. I mean, she's the voice right now. And a lot of people for people that are don't understand gaming at all. She's, she's not doing anything that's sort of beyond the pale, though. I mean, like she's not talking about crazy gender issues or anything. No. like. Well, that. no, she's not. But I think if you look at the way she represents herself, she is. You know what I mean? Like, she's got the huge blonde hair. She wears the sexy dresses. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she Oh, I don't is. know. A woman, a woman dressing up and being see, I, sexualized I think that, I think in order to fit in with the, the exact opposite. Yeah. I mean, I see that as being the exact opposite because she is, she is the acceptable female gamer. Right, right. She's the... Ex- I want to see if she was if she, if I she was see like a big burly dyke out there doing. That's her what thing. I'm saying. Like we wouldn't see that. She has to represent herself in such a way. You know what I mean? She can't look like a normal female. I mean, I would say normal female gamer, but I mean, I mean, you know I mean, like I don't think she's really blonde. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with being blonde or attractive. No, no, no. There's not. But I mean, like she's not having like a ponytail and the glasses, and she's not wearing a hoodie. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Never mind. Well, I mean, I, it's not even the, a question of, you know, wear, wearing a ponytail and, a, uh, you know, having a ponytail and wearing a hoodie. I'm just talking about women that look like your average woman, right? Mm-hmm. If we think about what average women are, right? I mean, so she's not, you know, you know, she's not pretty perfect blonde. You know, she is something mm-hmm. else. You know, she's not, you know, a size five or a size seven. She's a size 14, you mm-hmm. know. She's got, you know, plain old mousy brown hair, um, or she's got black hair, or um, like T.L. Taylor, she's got dreads, or, you know, she's something else, right? But that's not what you see as being able, because, yeah, McGonagall's doing interesting things, but she's not the first woman to do interesting things in games. By but far. she's the woman who's all over the television. Yeah, why is that? What is she doing? Yeah, why? She's pretty. Well, and I. Well, I think because she's fitting into that schema is what I'm saying. That's right. Yeah. And, and you know what? Like, like I'm not going to hate on women who use the s- stereotypes in order to further their what they're doing as long as they're, you know, kind of like looking back. Like, l- like uh, who is it? Uh, I, f- I forget the clan or guild that did this. But they're like, yeah, we're dressing up in sexy avatars and we're carrying big fucking guns and we're shooting everybody back down once, you know, we get on top. Is that PMS? You know? I think it, it might have been PM. No, it wasn't PMS. It was. I don't remember. It may, it might have been. You know, but like I don't know. See, using it against the system in okay, a particular you're gonna, you're way. You have to be my Elizabeth Hasselbeck on this one because I got to call bullshit on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I got to call bullshit. Hey, on that I chose one. my words carefully. I was saying there's. It's interesting. I didn't say I agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I got to call bullshit on that one. I have well a problem played. with that. Mm-hmm. I I mean I think, you know. 
that you can do that if that's what you're going to do, but you can't say, you know, it's, it's, it becomes like one of those situations. It's become one of those situations where, it's, where the, the old cliche, you can dance with the devil, but the devil don't change. The devil changes you. Oh God. Yeah. Because you're once right. you play into it so much, you have too much at stake to, to, to kind of rock the boat. Building the master's. Building the master's you house. You can't use the master's, master's tools to dismantle the master's house. That's right. Right. I think that's my point with McGonagall. But I mean, okay, she, okay, because I've got I I have this idea that she's that she's kind of dolling it up, and I don't begrudge her looking nice on TV, but I feel like she is playing into certain a certain stereo against a certain stereotype, maybe even you know. I mean, and I don't think she, I don't know if she does it intentionally, and I'm not going to say that she does, and I have nothing against her, but what I'm, no, what no, I'm no, saying no. is that as she as a person, that is the reason that she is the face of women mm-hmm. in games, yep. and but what not I wor- someone else. What I worry about, though, Sam, is like the, like sort of a blanket dismissal of women just taking control of their own sexuality and being like, fuck it, I'm going to wear a short skirt and oh, no. dye my hair blonde. You know, like, I worry <laughs> that, I know that's not what you're saying. I, I, I definitely don't hear you saying that, but I worry that 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 kind of dismissal of people who do choose to own that type of sexuality um, can lead to some. some I mean, that becomes a, that becomes, and, and I agree with you. I, ho- I understand what you're saying wholeheartedly. But if a woman wants to do that because it's what she wants to do, then I think you know what, more power to you. Mm-hmm. But if a woman does that because she's like, well, I'm gonna you know play into the stereotype. I'm gonna perpetuate the status quo for you know, X, Y, or Z when, uh, for X, Y, or Z reasons to kind of, for mercenary reasons, then I find mm-hmm. that a little problematic. You're right. You're right. Well, there is okay, a I find it more than well, a little problematic. There's a right. And so do I. Okay. Like to say that that's somehow, I mean, it's empower, empowering. Like some people will say, well, I'm empowering myself. Mm. And then I was also thinking, you know, we are raised in patriarch we're raised in male dominated we're raised to think of uh, see ourselves objectified everywhere so how much choice is really there well it's it's like this argument that sam and i get in all the time about the fact that i really love pink and i have a pink xbox controller and my board that i made for my poster tomorrow is pink (laughs) i use it all the time and she drags on me (laughs) for it but but it's it's that same thing like are you using you know am i using pink to seem non-threatening so I can further get accepted into this gaming male culture or something or is it because I just kind of like pink you know and it's me who hates pink I mean right, but, not- but you but you let Peep get pink when she wants right because oh, you don't yeah. want to gender either way no I, or- she wears what she wants I mean she gets what she wants so it's if it's a you know, if it's a pink, if it's a pink T-shirt and her Spider-Man and her Spider-Man, um, her Spider-Man Keens kind of sandals, which is what she's wearing every day now. Um, <laughs> what is this shit you just tagged me in on Facebook? What is this? We go duck. <laughs> you have to read it. It, it, it better be about it. Minnesota linguistic traits. Okay, good. Um, but you know, so you know, she she, we've tried everything we can not to gender her in any specific way. Right. Which, you know, for me was uh, was difficult because I hate all things girly <laughs> and I always have. It, it's, it's not it's not, you know, it's that's it's, cool. It's part of your personality. Right. It's not a it's not a it's not a feminist thing. It's not a lesbian thing. It's just, I've always been that way since I was a kid. 
you know, yeah. my family tells stories about how I would like run around trying to rip dresses off. And if, when they let me pick my own clothes, it was always pants. Um, mm-hmm. That just was me. Um, so, you know, it was it was difficult for me to to, you know, kind of fall into the I want to pink this and I want to pink that. And she'll tell you now my favorite colors are pink and purple. And I think that a lot of it, I want to say that a lot of the, you know, the love of pink, because before, before she started school, it was always red, purple, and blue were her favorite colors. Mm. Julie tones. And I think that a lot of it is what she sees other girls doing, which that disturbs makes me. It distresses yeah. me to no end. Yeah. She's That's still the holding, social stuff. Yeah. It's the social stuff. And, and I've done what I could, but I can't, you know, I can't raise her in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I still let her choose her own things and say, well, if you want something else, how about this one? Let's look at both of them and you choose the one you like better. Um, I love that you do that. I, I just really wish people did that more often. Let the kids like, yeah, I, love, I know I let my kid choose her own everything, which makes everything take twice as long. But then I think it gives her, you know, it gives her one better self-esteem and it, it really helps make her own little person. Um, <laughs> well, remember, like, I remember you told me about when she wanted the kitchen. You struggled a lot with that, but you got it for her, right? Yeah, I did. I struggled a lot when she said she wanted a she mm-hmm. wanted a toy kitchen, but she wanted a toy kitchen because her mama spent so her mama's both spend so much time in the kitchen cooking, right? And we love to cook, and a lot of what goes on in our house goes on in the kitchen, right? Um, so it made perfect sense that she wanted a kitchen. That's right. You know, well, a child is especially. In- my parents didn't gender me either. I mean, I was allowed to run pretty wild, but um, <clears throat> I think yeah, um, maybe that's a weird thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think in, well, children, but then as adults, we do know, you know, what I mean, so then we are making our choices, you know. And Alex likes pink. She knows the connotations, that's the right. ramifications, the implications. Yeah, and then and and so I don't know, you know. But I I have to say the one thing that's intriguing me here is that. Alex is saying that perhaps we should learn good things from white male gamers. Oh, <laughs> you should, did you move on to the next? Po- the next well, I, I happened to see that there and I was like, what? Um, <laughs> well, we're sort of running out of time. So maybe. We yes, I do see that. But, yeah. Um, uh, do we need to explain that or should we just hold it? Could hold it because that that is fascinating to think of it as positives. Right. Right. We're not men haters over here's, here. Here's the <laughs> here's the impetus of this conversation. Like I said, I got had a conversation, very long conversation with a friend today, and talking about like I find it so incredibly difficult to look at much of a lot of the gaming community and the stuff that goes on there because it's so sexist and racist and built on the exclusion, not only the exclusion but like the pure putting down of people who aren't exactly like you, which is white male and have plenty of free time to be able to play games all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, but that also leads me to have particular blind spots about things that we could take from that community. This could be a ma- another master's tool, master's health argument, but things we could take from that community. And because they, I mean, as horrible as it may be, there's some amazing bonding. There's it's a strong community, obviously, since people ha- fight so hard to get in and on it. And if I just I wonder if there's things that we can take from that and use to like build up like these more counterculture communities. But yeah. it was mostly just questions. I, I, I'm trying to be considerate of my own blind spots. That's what that is. 
Oh, and I think that's very uh, admirable because I was like, hmm, interesting. I have to, I mean, it's almost like I have to ponder that myself a little bit to. Well, that could be fun to talk about next week then. We could further that, yeah. Although we have a good topic, I think. We do have a great topic. I uh, I like to think that I had a hand in that. You definitely <laughs> had a hand in it. Are we going to talk about this last thing? Are we going to save this for next week, too? Oh, the thing that you've got your cursor on right now? Mm-hmm. I think that belongs next week. Okay. We That's totally a next week issue. Yeah. That can be like a preview. Oh, perhaps. <laughs> nah, it's a secret. Yeah, it's a secret. secret. Okay. Drive people yep. crazy. You got to come back next time. There you it go. It is provocative. And it is worth that. it. It is. You will not be disappointed. And we'll tell not you what that is that. in a minute. All right. So, and then we come up to, to our favorite part. Of, okay, one of my favorite parts. Uh-huh. It's uh, deals for broke ass gamers for the week. Alex, you want to do a rundown on the deals? Oh, for go ass ahead. Gamers? I just copy and pasted them. You go ahead. You're better at it. Okay. So, deals for broke ass gamers. Um, so, the Steam deal is currently 10% off the pre purchase of Mount and Blade um, with Fire and Sword, which I have no idea what that is because I didn't look at Steam. Um, that was Alex. Um, I looked at it and I don't really know what it is either, but it looks, it looks freaking sweet. So, mm. so check that out. Um, the Amazon deal. Um, okay, so yeah, the, the, accessory um, sale that's been going on for about a month or so now um, is still going on, but I think it ends this weekend. Yep, it does. It ends uh, on Sunday, the last day of April. Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, Saturday, yeah, Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Blah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it ends Saturday. So that's 30% off of um, all Xbox 360 accessories. So if you want to get that pink controller, <laughs> now's the time to get it for 30% no, off. <laughs> well, it has been raining a lot around here, so that's true. And I've been thinking, I've actually been thinking about uh, getting um, the, uh, I know this is horrible, the chat pad for the. You are not getting a chat pad. Uh, I, you know, sometimes I really want one. <laughs> Shut up. That'd be sweet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Star Wars Force Unleashed said it's 52% off and you can get it I for like the low, low price of 42 bucks at Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, I have a Star Wars Force Unleashed disc here at my house. Um, oh my lord! And then there's a picture <laughs> of Mad Eye Mooney. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have like nightmares. Uh, three dot hero, uh, three dot game heroes for the PS3. It was the the um, kind of independent Zelda clone <laughs> that came out a while back. Is seventy percent off at Amazon. Um, you draw studio for the Wii is thirty seven percent off at forty four for forty four bucks. Um, does that is that that's the one that comes with the tablet, right? Yep. Awesome. Um, for yeah, it's a good deal bucks. right now. If you're um, interested, it does look pretty interesting. And uh, at uh, goodoldgames.com, all the Joe Wood games are up to seventy five percent off, and those are dirt cheap because I was actually looking at that, um, mm-hmm. looking at that the other day. Um, so you got games that are like a buck ninety nine, two ninety nine, three ninety nine. They were really dirt cheap. Um, check them out. Um, they're not on the front page of Good Old Games. You actually got to go in and and look for them. But uh, definitely worth looking at. And uh, that actually goes through 
May 3rd at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So you can get stuff like Painkiller, Gothic 2, Spellforce, and the, Guild, and the Guild, and all the Joe Wood games that they have at Good Old Gamer for dirt cheap. Check them out. It's always fun to play some of the classics. Um, I'm still waiting for somebody to bring back um, Grim Fandango. I miss that game. Um, <laughs> so that I can, if I wish they might bring it so I could play it on the, on the uh, Mac. I think they made a slot machine out of that. That's an awesome game. Um, so those were our deals for broke-ass gamers for the week. Um, next week, our topic for next week that everybody is so excited about. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. yes. Hey, they- now that could be a double entendre, so be oh, careful. Yeah. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. Snap. Excited, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's games and sexuality. Um, we've got some fun stuff coming up. Um, it might get kind of raunchy around here. I guess that's week after next. Um, we might have to get some, some background music, and I may have to drink for that one, folks. You may have to drink for this one. Um, oh, I'll be getting myself a new bottle of scotch. <laughs> I'm going to have champagne. Yes. <laughs> We'll put the explicit, French Continental. Yeah, we'll put the explicit tag on it early. That's um, good. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good one. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, but that being said, that's about all we have for this week. Um, thanks again for joining us for our eighth episode. Gosh, it's been eight episodes. That's sixteen mm-hmm. weeks. Um, yep, crazy. Eight ep- for our eighth episode of uh, the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast. We thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you again in two weeks or having you hear us again in two weeks. Remember, if you have questions, if you want to leave us, um, you know, if you want to like send us a voicemail, if you want us to play it on the air, if you want to kind of drop in and chat with us, please just uh, either hit us up on our Facebook page. Uh, for not your mama's gamer, or send us an email at nymgamer at gmail dot com. Um, and without, uh, I guess that's it for the week. Um, so have a great week, and we'll see you in two. Bye. Bye. <laughs>